Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. Help wanted in search of brave, noble souls willing to risk life and limb for gold and glory. Most of that sounded good. The life and limb part, I'm not so sure. Yes, I saw your poster. Oh, you saw my poster. Come in, come in. My name is Aslo. Mine's Tokus Alton. I am Shaba, born of Crag and Thunder. You look like you could be a great fit for what I'm looking for. Is this the home of Aslo Tendertoe? Uh, why, yes, that it is. I am the aforementioned halfling. I saw your poster advertising a skilled band of adventurers able to take on any task. My client is looking for a team to help with an investigation and potentially perform a rescue mission. A few months ago, rumors began to circulate about villages being left suddenly empty and desolate. Well, you can count on us. We'll get to the bottom of it. When you arrive, you don't see any commoners around. What? What? The plague. You can sense a rotting stench as you approach. I reckon this place is a ghost town. And the name of this village again was what? This is Letwick. Letwick? Letwick. Yes. L-E-T-W-I-C-K? Yes. Okay. I've no doubt the Ramlord has forsaken this place. Who is this Ramlord you keep speaking of? Kavaki, the god of my people, the Goliaths. He's always on our backs. Yeah, what's up with that? He is. He's the expression, it's a, it's a rough translation, Translates, may his shoulder be at your back. In other words, may he be supporting you from behind, pushing you forward. Hmm. Are you sticking together as you go around town, or are you going to oh, split definitely. up a little bit? Don't split the party right now. <laughs> Heck no, techno. That's my wife would say. The question is, would our characters know not to split the party? Uh, I would, because I'm scared. And I need you two for protection. <laughs> I think that's the other way around. Even though the two of them combined are only are still a foot shorter than you. Yeah, and probably like a quarter of your weight. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> I figure with Stripey, well, from my character's perspective, you both know more about fighting than I do, because all I've ever done is hunt. Hmm. And like, Tokus, you're talking about your rapier. And then Aslo, you've been talking about juggling knives and like <laughs> sword swallowing and all this stuff. So I'm like, oh, these guys know their weapons. So I feel much safer with the three of you than off on my own or with just Stripey. I think it's funny that we have a giant that like is going to be like a cheerleader slash like bow, <laughs> like ranger guy. <laughs> I'm definitely le- now leaning toward the ranged combat archetype. Yeah, make, make me tank. Everyone give me an investigation check. Okay. Investigation... I have a smug look on my face, so what do you think I rolled? <laughs> you got a natural 20? I did. Wow. Oh. Hey, <laughs> I got a 17. Well, I rolled a 16, and I have a plus one. So 17, 23, and... Uh, 15. 15. Pretty good. We look around to see if there's any signs of a struggle, or if it looks like people just dropped things and ran. So I'm, like, looking around through things, like picking up cats and looking under them. <laughs> <laughs> if there are any cats, that's the question. I almost just tricked Thane into telling us that there are. <laughs> you do find a small cat off in a corner somewhere. Really? Are the cats, like, not affected by the disease? It looks like it's some old thing, like... Like a mangy barn cat with one eye and a notch in its ear? <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of old and hobbling around and doesn't exactly look very healthy. Oh, hey there. Hey there, little buddy. Hey. 
Come here. It snarls at you. Stripey goes and clamps down on its throat. <laughs> <laughs> Stripey, no! That's our only lead. Oh, I, I call him back. Get Stripey, release, release. Okay, well, the cat runs away as fast as it can. No, no, gosh. The one person we were going to talk to around here. (laughs) The one person. Does anybody have speak with animals? Nope. I don't. I mean, I have uh, have some rangery stuff that I could do. I know some gnomes can, but Mm. is that the other kind of gnome? Yeah, that's not me. We do, we do okay. not speak with beasts. Oh, that actually is a bard spell I could take, but no, I did not take it. Kind of thought cure wounds might be a little bit more important than that. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> uh, when you get close to one of the buildings, you notice that the rotting smell gets a little bit stronger. I know this smell. I try not to throw up, and then I do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> On top of Tokus. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm courteous. I turn aside. When you get close to the center of the village, it still has that rotting smell, but there's also a kind of a faint acrid smell in the air. Yes, these smells are all too familiar. <laughs> Tokus, what does your rock gnomish nose smell? Well, if I didn't know any better, we might be facing a spell plague after all. Bum, bum, bum. Wait, what do you mean? Well, I guess I haven't told you yet, but... I know quite a bit about spell plagues. It's actually the whole reason I'm trying to join the Alchemist's Guild. Oh? So let's go ahead and check out that well and see if there's any residue. I'd like to take a sample. Wait, but uh, but tell us more. What uh, what does this spell plague have to do with it? Oh, I, I can't... <laughs> well, judging from the way that it's spreading and the fact that it, it's wiped out so many townsfolk, I'm thinking the cult might have something to do with this. The cult? Which cult is that? I can't say much more at this time, but I can tell you that they're well-versed in spell plagues. And I think this might be their dirty work. Just a hunch. I'm not sure. That's why I need to get that sample. So let's see if there's any sort of uh, blood, perhaps. Let's check out the well. All right. If you've you've got the scent, I'll follow your lead on this one. Uh, So is there anything I can, like, scrape up, like, and put in my uh, alchemist supplies in one of my vials? It looks like something is spilled near the well. There's kind of a black spot on the ground. Hmm. Like an ichor? Is it like thick? Goopy? Do I touch it? I guess I shouldn't touch it. <laughs> right, I put on one of my gloves. And... If this were some kind of like horror movie, you would definitely touch it with your bare hands, for sure. <laughs> so I, I checked the viscosity of, of the, the ichor. There's only a small amount of it, oh. so it's not all that thick, but it's kind of tacky. Oh, it's tacky. Is it wearing, like, a sweater vest? (laughs) On my fingers? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This feels like a sweater vest, guys. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of (laughs) weird. So this is relatively old. Right. And, Jay, you also asked about if people are left in a hurry or anything. Yeah. You did notice, looking around, it seems like the area has been pretty well packed up. Hmm. Okay. So, for the most part, things are gone that you would expect people to take with them. There are still a few things lying around that... Important belongings, valuables, things like that are gone. Right. Okay. Well, I don't want to slow us down. Why don't I go ahead and get out my alchemist kit and take a sample? Okay. This ichor was oozing from where? It's just a puddle of it on the ground? Yeah, it looks like some of it was probably spilled next to the well. Okay. Has anybody looked in the well? Uh, not yet. Not yet. I don't. Tokus, I, I like that idea. Why don't you go ahead and start collecting some of that stuff? Yeah. Okay, I will do that. And then I'll walk over to the well and sort of very slowly 
peek my head over if I'm even tall enough. Well, why don't we just have Shaba lift you up so that you can see? Yeah, you'd have to kind of like put your hands on top and pull yourself up to look over. You need you need a boost. Yeah, I'll I'll lift you up. Okay. <laughs> So you grab him by the scruff of the neck and just kind of hold him out <laughs> over the well so he can look down. I'll kneel down and let him get on my shoulders. This is easier than you just looking in the well yourself? Yeah, at this rate, why don't you just go ahead and take a peek yourself? Okay, I'll look. <laughs> All right. Well, as soon as you put your head over it, you get more of that acidic smell just kind of wafting up at you. Yikes. And it's too dark at the moment to see the bottom or to see where the liquid is but you do see that there's still a rope dangling down into it mm. Mm. Uh, I does it look clean is the is the icker stuff on it uh, the rope looks fairly clean okay I grab the rope and give it a very slight steady pull to see if it feels like there's any weight on the end of it it takes a little while, but once you've pulled maybe five or six feet of it, then you feel that it starts to grab as if you're pulling the bucket out of the water. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it feels mm. like a bucket. <clears throat> or I can see the bucket. You can't see it at this point. It's too dark. Okay, uh, I slowly pull it up. You can hear a slight sloshing sound, and you do finally Ooh. see the bucket come into view. And? <laughs> and? <laughs> and... The water inside looks kind of brackish, like you might see on a dirty, like, ocean seaside water or something. Okay. Like, it's full of little pieces of mm. stuff in it, just black bits floating. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe that's, like, ground pepper or something? Maybe someone, <laughs> someone just wanted to season the well, perhaps? I'm sure that's what it is. Yes. I keep telling myself that. In my mind. That makes me think it's probably just more of that ichor mixed into the well water. Mm. Yeah. Do you have any way of uh, running running any tests on that there ichor, Tokus? Oh, I plan to, as soon as we camp. And did you refill your water skin after all? Because there, we're, there's no drinking water here. <laughs> I can't remember if I ended up doing that. <laughs> I mean, that's out of character. I don't, I don't actually know that you didn't. <laughs> oh, when we were at the bar? No, I'm pretty sure I stormed off. I was so angry. By now, you probably would have. It's been a couple of days. Yeah. Okay. You, you filled it up in the last town. Mm. Cool. So you've still got a few days of water left? <sighs> yeah, I mean, I think I've got enough to, to test with later. If we should stop, I could do some alchemical tests start to get to the bottom of it uh what would that be medicine check or nature check or it would be his tool proficiency oh right yeah i'm, I'm proficient with alchemist supplies ah, okay gotcha. right probably intelligence plus tools okay i guess gather some samples and let's keep looking around is this the main source of the smell of the acid smell it seems yes okay it's acidic yeah mm. yeah the decaying acrid acrid smell and uh we said you said there was another scent another aroma if you will coming from a nearby building Yes. One of the buildings that you passed on your way to the well had the rotting smell a little bit stronger than just the village in general. Okay, okay let's go check that building out. I mean, it might be a body. Mm. You know, you ever hear of uh, spontaneous human combustion? Maybe these people spontaneously melted into this black ichor stuff. What would cause this combustion? I have no idea. Uh, yeah, let's go check out that other building. I stalk down the village street, even though we're in the open. I stalk as if I'm in the forest hunting game. <laughs> Shaba, there's nobody around. <laughs> You're acting ridiculous. This is sort of unnecessary. I'm taking, like, one step for every, like, four that you do. <laughs> I shoot a glance to Aslo. I'm just like, you hired this guy. <laughs> 
Okay, you make it to the building. It's a small two-story dwelling. Looks like it was probably a general store or something similar. But most of the goods have been just stripped of the shelf. The door is closed and locked when you arrive. Uh, does anybody have lock picking? I've I've seen a lock picked once or twice before. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> I could always give it a try. Yeah. So what you're telling us is that watching a lock get picked is enough knowledge for you to actually know how to do it. I'm a quick learner. <laughs> uh, and I take out a dagger, and I go over to the door and start uh, giving it a try. Shaba believes you. <laughs> Matter of fact, Shaba probably wouldn't have even known to ask that question. He would be like, oh, okay. Okay, dexterity check. That would be an 11. Yeah, your dagger is not going to cut it. Literally. <laughs> oh, you don't have lock-picking tools? That's not one of your proficiencies? Sure don't. That seems to be one of the things that this party forgot about. <laughs> How about we use the old uh, Goliath lock-pick? It's called I Kick in the Door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do tell. I haven't heard of this pick. <laughs> All right, stand back. All right. Strength check. Uh, actually, my strength is really low. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Uh, it's an 11. Oh, I have more strength. <laughs> okay, well, you, you are the fighter, so feel free. The gnomish lockpick. All right, so I take my shield. Or perhaps we can time it so that we both charge the door at the same time. Yeah. And I, just, we, I just use my weight and you use your strength. Or you could take your shield and wedge it in and try to pry it open. Well, I was going to do like a battering ram with my shield. Okay. Yeah, well then let's do a two-person battering ram. You hit the bottom half of the door and I'll hit the top half of the door. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, give me a strength check with advantage. Okay, so uh, I got an 18 plus two. The two of you together rammed through the door and it breaks off of its hinges and lies on the ground. <laughs> All right. Nice. Yeah. All right. I try not to topple over on top of uh, Tokus and give him a little uh, fist bump if he's into that kind of thing. I jump for the fist bump. <laughs> the stench seems even stronger once you've actually entered the building. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I imagine it kind of hits us like a wall and when that door comes down. Yeah. Uh, you see a staircase leading up as well as a couple of doors to other rooms. What other features of the room? You just said empty shelves. And there's a counter, shelves, a couple of chairs. Not really much of notice in here. It, does it look like a house or an inn or a shop? Kind of a general store, probably living quarters up above. Okay. So there's a couple of doors probably like to a back room or something. How many doors are on this le- on the main level? Two. Two. And the stairs go up and then around to bend so you can't see. Okay. Uh, let's open these doors first before we go up. I'm like, okay, guys, now that we've made our entrance, let's sneak into the back room. Do you think anyone knows that we're here? <laughs> now that we've <laughs> rammed the door down <laughs> off its hinges, yeah, I'm sure nobody knows we're here. All right, Shaba, why don't you take the lead? Uh, because I'm afraid-er than you. Ah, uh, that's that's debatable. I also I also <laughs> probably am stooping. How how high is the ceiling in here? I have to watch my head every time I go into a human-sized establishment. Yeah, it's probably like seven feet. Yeah, so I'm like hunched over, trying not to hit my head on the crossbeams. At this point, Tokus would just be like, his face is in his hands, <laughs> and he. I'm going to go over and open the door <laughs> on the right. Inside, you see a fairly well-appointed room. It looks like a sitting area, perhaps for meetings, just a place for guests to sit around and talk. There's a couple of sofas, some chairs. They're nicely padded, but nothing too fancy. 
Well, it's too bad this place stinks. We could have maybe stayed here. Mm. Hmm. Nothing else of use? No. Okay. Now, we don't know that unless we look. Can we search under things and in drawers and such? No drawers and sofas, but <laughs> you start pulling up cushions, looking underneath everything. Gotta find that loose change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you find a couple of copper pieces. Sweet. Oh. Our first uh, our first payment as a couple. I mean... But if there's only a couple... How do we split two copper pieces? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> When the contract we work out is split essentially three or four ways. We'll have to cut the uh, cut the pieces themselves. Hand me your rapier. <laughs> okay, sure. No, no, we, we can do this another time. We'll, t- we'll take care of it later. We've got a mission to, <laughs> okay. to accomplish now. Well, give me back my rapier. Oh, okay, here you go. <laughs> All right, thanks. Okay, do you check the other door? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You see what looks like a storage area. There's barrels and crates and such. They're all sealed so that you can't see what's inside of them, but they have labels written on the side. Are the labels written in common? Yes. Okay. And how tall are the barrels? Uh, varying sizes. Some of them are, you know, a foot and a half tall up to maybe four feet. Okay, well, I'm going to go check the short barrels. You look through all of the barrels and the crates and such, and you find that they're labeled with things like you know, molasses, sugar, flour, and so on. It's a chocolate factory. (laughs) (laughs) Willy Wonka pops up from behind a box. (laughs) And opening one of the small barrels, you do find that it is still full of molasses. Oh, wow. And it's not tainted? It smells pretty normal. Are the others full of stuff still? Yeah, with a quick search around, you see that most of them are still fairly full. I dump out my water skin and fill it with molasses. <laughs> Just kidding, not really. That's not a bad idea. I bet molasses and sugar fetch a good price in this uh, in this economy. <laughs> in this economy, yeah. Uh, yeah. In this economy that consists of nobody. <laughs> I fill up my pouch with sugar. <laughs> that seems useful. It seems like it'll transport better. <laughs> okay, so you've got a few pounds of sugar now just sitting loose in your pouch. <laughs> I dip Stripey in flour so that if we come upon any ghosts, they will think he's also a ghost. <laughs> what do you do, Aslo? Which of these commodity uh, trade goods do you take with you? Um, I just sort of stare at both of you <laughs> and uh, tap my foot impatiently. And I'm like, all right, come on. We've got more rooms to explore. Okay, let's go. If we need to bake a pie, we'll come back and ransack this room. <laughs> Tokus, I'm learning that uh, you are perhaps the boldest one of the group here. Do you want to uh, Do you want to lead the way? Yeah, you probably should because I'm doing a terrible job of it. Uh, sure, I guess I should take the lead. I'll go up the staircase first with Aslo at my back and Shaba in the rear. We'll go Shaba next and then me. Why don't we go Stripey, then me, then Aslo? Actually, it'd be nice if Stripey went first, because even though I'm a warrior, I'm not always brave. Once he gets his combat levels, he'll probably he'll be able to go first, but now he's too vulnerable. <laughs> okay, okay. So I suck it up and I go first, because I'm impatient with both of you. I would go first, but uh, I like to say lead by encouragement, not by example. So <laughs> I'm empowering you to go forward for the group, Tokus. You walk up the stairs, ever so cautiously in your formation, and when you get to the top, there's a short hall with two doors on the right and one on the left. When in doubt, go left. That's what I always say. Okay, so we open the left. We go for the left door. Mm -hmm. Mm. The door opens into probably the master bedroom, and here the smell is stronger than anywhere else in the house so far. You see the shape of a body lying on the bed, (gasps) cloth draped over it, fully covering it. Bum, bum, bum! Oh my gosh. Can we investigate the body? Ugh, gross. Who has the longest weapon with which to poke the body? Not I. You don't think it's dead? 
my longbow is probably about five or six feet long, honestly. I'll <laughs> unstrap my longbow from my back and, like, stand, you know, a, a distance away and poke on the arm, <laughs> whatever I can perceive to be the arm beneath that sheet. Okay. It it pokes you back. <laughs> <laughs> it says, hey, stop poking me. <laughs> hey, I was just taking a nap. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, he sits up and he's like, come on, can't a guy get a wink around here? <laughs> Shabbat, clearly it's dead. There's no reaction, but the it feels kind of squishy as it pokes in. When you poke it, oh, there's kind of leaving a dent that doesn't fully come back. Can we inspect it a little more closely? Feel free. I think I'd like to see how this plague is affecting the people. I mean, this is the first person we found. The only person mm. we found. True. You, I, uh, yes, you do that, Tokus. I give you free reign. We will be here for moral support. Mm-hmm. I pull back the sheets. You see an old man lying there. He looks like he's probably 60s or 70s. His face is all wrinkled. It doesn't look like he's been dead for too long. So he kind of looks like Christopher Walken? <laughs> I mean, if he hasn't been dead for too long, he might actually be another good sample to take. You want to take the body with us? No, a uh, blood sample. Ah, uh-huh. well, that you're also welcome to do as much as you'd like. Okay, so I pull out my alchemist supplies and uh, get another vial ready. Do I, have a, do I have a needle in this supply kit? Something to draw blood? I don't know if alchemists use needles, do they? Yeah, I don't know about needles or syringes or something. If you had a healing kit, maybe. I wouldn't have a syringe. Like, that takes quite sophisticated technology to actually yeah. produce. And I would imagine if he's been dead for a while, the blood is probably coagulated. Yes, it's going to be thick. So the, it might be safe to open up a vein or even, like... I don't I don't even want to say it because it's so gross. I take my rapier, and I'm going to cut the jugular, because I think that's a good source of potential blood. <laughs> so we're going we're to cut the jugular, and I take the vial, and I, I give his neck a good squeeze. <laughs> Meanwhile... <laughs> so gross. I, I don't even think you two are in the room anymore. Yeah, point. I'm covering my eyes. <laughs> I'm out in the hallway retching. So I'll give it a good squeeze and, and I'm... Okay, yes, you take a sample of blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's gloss over that. Yeah, it is probably kind of coagulated, so it's not really freshest, nicest sample, but it's what you've got. Okay. I feel like I need to wash my hands now. <laughs> No, there's that well in town you could wash out. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a bad idea. Ugh. I was wearing gloves for this, right? My armor? Uh, your armor has metal gauntlets, I think. Okay, I was wearing... I just want to make that clear. I was wearing gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else of note in this room? A few personal effects sitting on the table by the side of the bed. Small trinkets that probably had some emotional value. Carvings and small copper ring. Copper? Hmm. Can't beat fine mm-hmm. copper. <laughs> but I I would, like, look at it and be like, oh, this is made of copper. But then I'd be like, well, robbing from the dead is, it's almost like as bad as desecrating their body. So I would just leave it there. All right, so you leave it. I'm not affected by that, so I pilfer the ring. It's very plain, nothing fancy. It'll be perfect. I'll melt it down for materials. <laughs> the other two rooms, you look in both of them, they are both bedrooms, similarly appointed to the previous one, but it looks like any personal items have been gathered up. So there's one body, and whoever this person's loved ones were, why would they have left the body unburied? I'm guessing it's probably they didn't have time. I mean, they obviously had time to gather all their things. Maybe they just really didn't like him. 
<laughs> Depending on the type of plague, it might not have been worth taking him with them, you know? Yeah. The elderly tend not to survive from these types of things. Right. Or they didn't want to, like, contaminate the groundwater or whatever. Apparently it already got contaminated anyway, but... Well, he may have been the first victim, and then everybody realized they needed to get out of here. I feel like group dynamics work a little bit differently. Like, they say that people don't die in fires because they panic and trample each other. They die in fires because they don't leave fast enough. Hmm. You know, if there's, like, a group of people at a banquet and someone's like, oh, there's a fire, then people will just kind of, like, not want to break their routine hmm. until it's too late. Wow. That's actually like a, a thing, like a study wow. that I heard about. So I feel like one death from a sickness wouldn't be enough to trigger an entire town to just up and leave. So you think there are other bodies here? I don't necessarily think there are other bodies. I think that maybe... Other people died here, but they were taken with or buried? Yeah, or this person was older and they couldn't make the journey, or they were like on their deathbed when this whole thing happened. Mm-hmm. Here's a good question. Not that that wasn't a good question, but here's another good question. <laughs> uh, it's It was late when we got here, and we spent a lot of time in this house. What time is it now? It's probably 9.30, maybe 10 o'clock. That's a rock gnome's bedtime. I don't know if you guys know that. <laughs> Let's leave this house and just kind of check through the whole town and listen out for any sounds and smell out for any smells. So are you going like house to house, opening every door, looking inside, basically? Um, we'll check the doors. We're not going to go to the trouble of breaking into them if they're locked. Uh, but that would actually be a good thing to know is are most of the buildings locked or do they just kind of leave them open and go? Perhaps we can smell around for the least smelly of houses and uh, see if we can bunk up there for the night. You find that in the whole town there's only two doors that are left unlocked. Hmm. Wow. There is one particular building that as you get close to check, you notice the smell is very strong. And the front door of that building is actually boarded up. Hmm. Hmm. So the smell is stronger than uh, before? Or as strong as before? It's stronger. Uh, I'm thinking multiple corpses here. So the door is boarded? Yes. Okay, so I don't think our duo charge is going to work this time, you think? Probably no. not. Are there any windows? There are some windows on the ground floor. They are shuttered, but not boarded up. And when you get to the back of the building, you can see what looks to be several freshly dug graves laid out, mm-hmm. kind of all in a row behind the building. Wow. But empty? No, they're, they've been filled in. Oh, okay. Is this building a church or just another house or something? Uh, you don't see any churches around here or temples or anything, but... The gods have forsaken these lands. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a religion check, actually. I made a seven. So you don't recognize anything religious about this. Okay. (laughs) I think the windows are promising. So I ready my shield and I look up at Shaba like as if you know exactly what I'm thinking. All right, Shaba, give him a toss. Yeah, let's do the gnomish missile attack. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Yeah. (laughs) The the gnomish grenade. (laughs) All right. Um, I grab Tokus by... Well, first I open the shutters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a good first step. You're showing great initiative today, Shaba. (laughs) (laughs) Even though it would be super awesome for him to fly through the shutters and all the wood to splinter, I grab him by the back of the collar and by the seat of his pants. Uh, and I give him the old heave-ho, and I chuck him through the window. Uh, okay. 
Do you have to, like, strength check that or anything? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Probably, like, dexterity, right? Sure, yeah, because there is actual glass in the window, so yes, give me a strength check. Oh. Need to make sure that I don't throw you into the wall of the building. I don't roll, though, right? No, shadow rolls. Right, because I'm, I'm the missile, he's the missile Launcher. thrower. Yeah. Yes. yes. Well, yes. Uh, I rolled an eight, and with my strength bonus of zero, that <laughs> is an eight. <laughs> okay, Tokus. He throws you and you crash into the glass, <laughs> shattering a couple of pieces and cutting the top of your head a little bit, and then you fall to the ground. Ow. I go over and pick him up again and I say, ready for round two? <laughs> <laughs> Did I take damage just now? You take one point of damage that cuts your face. Ow, this, is a, this was a bad idea. <laughs> and you get the little lump on your head that goes... <laughs> and then little birds flying around your head. Seriously, you want me to throw you again? Um, so I, did I not break the glass enough for us to make it through? No, you broke a couple of panes, but you couldn't fit through without breaking some more. <laughs> okay, uh, this time you better do a better job, Shaba. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll stand a little closer. This time I have both of my hands on the shield. And I kind of have him, like, lifted up almost over my head so that I'm kind of downward thrust, just, like, pushing him through the window. And right before you uh, get ready to do that, I say, Shaba, I believe in you. And I give you a, uh, a bardic inspiration die, one of my oh, first-level oh. bard abilities. Let me tell you all about bardic inspiration. You see, as a bonus action, I can give uh, one creature within 60 feet of me that can hear me, as long as you use it within 10 minutes, a plus d6 to essentially any um, ability check of your choice. I'll take it. Does it apply to attack rolls, or is that only at higher levels? Uh, I have to check. Well... This is only an attack roll insofar as I have the potential of hurting Tokus uh, <laughs> by virtue of performing this action. So I think it's good. Yeah, you can use it on this. I mean, I feel like as long as you don't miss, I won't take too much more damage. Maybe I scrape the glass again. Yeah. All right. I did a little better that time. I, uh, I got an 18. Six of that was from the Bardic Inspiration. Wow, oh. nice. <laughs> so yes, it's ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Basically, any time you'd roll a d20. With that roll, he flies directly through the window onto the floor of the building. And you like one of those epic, like, rolls? You skid on your shield and then roll to your feet. Yeah. <laughs> a gnomish Spider-Man. So you slide across the broken glass on your shield so that it doesn't cut you anymore. And then stand <laughs> up and look around. Hey, guys, all clear. No, no scary things in here. Well, I didn't say what was in the room yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's all clear, you guys. <laughs> 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 Four nerds, one tabletop. The Damage Guild Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Brian Stout here. Uh, I am playing the role of Aslo Tendertoe, the halfling bard and unswervingly positive leader of the group and wannabe businessman. I just want to take a second and say thank you so much for listening to our show and for uh, going along with us as we negotiate the difficulties of forming an adventuring party and going out into the world and trying to survive. So thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we're so excited that you're here and we have a lot of great things in store for the future. So we hope that you continue to tune in to our little 
broadcast. Um, we'd really appreciate it if you would uh, subscribe to the show, leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play, wherever you're listening right now. Those things are super helpful for getting us uh, to the top of the charts so that more people can find us more easily. So it's just a good thing all around. Uh, if you have other nerdy friends who like games of any kind or collaborative storytelling or especially 5th edition D&D uh, real play podcasts, then hopefully they would uh, be willing to give us a listen. Um, that's the best way that we're going to get the word out. So we would really appreciate it if you do that for us. Just want to give a couple shout outs real quick. First to Tim of tabletopaudio.com. He is providing the sounds that you hear uh, in the background throughout the show, sort of the natural ambiance. Uh, he has a bunch of different soundscapes that you can check out on his website. Again, that's tabletopaudio.com. And second to Matt of MatthewPablo.com. He does custom musical compositions, and you'll hear a lot of his music uh, throughout the show. We're working together with him so that we can have some awesome, awesome soundtracks for the show. So thank you, Matt. Again, check out his stuff at MatthewPablo.com. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, now back to the show. This is the Damage Guild Podcast. As you look around the room, you see uh, half a dozen more bodies all under a couple of large, heavy blankets just lying on the floor here, lined up. Wow. Ooh, boy. They look dead. Who do? Oh, no. Oh, there's a lot of bodies in here. Yeah, I don't like I don't like dead things. I mean, unless I'm about to eat them. <laughs> I mean, guys, judging from the smell, I think they're dead. So, come on in. The water's fine. I will lift the halfling and let him walk in, but I'll put Stripey on my shoulders because so, he's got his bare paws. I don't want him to get glass in them. Well, halflings have bare feet, too, don't they? That's true. Uh, are you wearing shoes? Oh, me? No, of course I'm barefoot, but I've grown quite the array of calluses to protect my tootsies. So you're used to walking on broken glass? Ah, <laughs> yes, indeed. Des despite what my last name may imply, I do, in fact, have quite um, robust feet. Would you like us to uh, unlock the door for you? Oh, that's a clever idea. I didn't think to do that. <laughs> I'm not thoughtful enough to think to let you guys in the door, but uh, certainly you're welcome to do so, Aslo. Well, the door's boarded, so... Oh, that's right. Ah. So I just tell Aslo to tread carefully as I lift him into the room. Okay. And then I carry Stripey, and we go in. Well, how do you get in, Chava? I mean, how big is this window? Um, he can squeeze through carefully. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll use my rapier to, like, go around the outside of the window and get rid of the extra bits of glass and stuff. Hmm. Okay, that's helpful. Yeah, most of the glass was broken out when he threw you the second time, so... This building looks like it's probably just kind of a town storage unit. Okay. Like a depot. You can see some food supplies against the wall. Just kind of a general shared shed. Um, and the bodies are lying on the floor? Yes. Is it like a dirt floor? Yes. Something bad happened here. Or somebody didn't finish their job. Hmm. Okay, this is a storage shed. Is it similar to the general store where there are a bunch of barrels and crates like around? Or is it empty but for the bodies? There are still a few sacks of grain, probably, against the wall, but it looks like most of it was cleared out. 
My thought is that what if they used this as a hospital of sorts, although there are no beds or cots or anything. Not even a table. Yeah, either they used it as a hospital or they used it to contain, to try to contain whatever killed these people. Well, okay, so we need to maybe do a little bit of digging. Can we do some sort of investigating? Okay, do you pull back the blankets and look at the bodies again? Yes. Yep, yep. Don't like it, but I do it. Well, you guys should have me do it, because this doesn't make me as queasy as the two of you, for whatever (laughs) reason. I'm not as affected. (laughs) There are six bodies, and all of them look like they're particularly old people in their 60s plus. Really? Just like the other person in the other house? Yes. Suspicious. It's a disease that only targets old people? That's messed up. (laughs) Actually, guys, I think I know what kind of spell plague we might be dealing with now. I thought you were going to say, actually, that's a wonderful disease. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't like being old? That sounds great. My gnomish intuition is telling me that this might be an aging spell plague. Mm. What other town do we know of? There aren't, like, retirement communities. Right. Like, a town can't support this many old people. It's just not possible. <laughs> <laughs> the economy just couldn't handle it. Too many old people. Well, it's just, I, I don't think, judging from what I know about this country, like, I don't think people live to be that old too often. Mm. Usually eaten by one of those bug things we faced earlier. <laughs> yeah, especially life out on the, what would amount to essentially a frontier town. Mm-hmm. Um wouldn't necessarily suit for older people uh, or a large number of them. Unless this place is like the equivalent of Florida in which there would probably be a lot of old people here. <laughs> yeah, if, if Ormog is the, like Flor- the kingdom of Florida, then yeah. Right. Well, you're not in Ormog anymore. Oh, we're not. We crossed the border into which kingdom? Into Dinesha. Oh. oh that's right. Pray tell, uh, Tokus, how, did, how exactly did you know that it would be this kind of spell plague? Hmm. That is a good question. Thank you. Um, do you I don't know. Do you want to answer it, maybe? Um, hopefully you guys don't, aren't too disappointed with me, but there's been a couple things I haven't told you yet. And so at this point, like, I do one of those, like, really creepy, like, so I... I Rip your face off? No, I, I take off my wig. Your wig? And you guys notice that I have a nice bald head. Wow. So the curly brown hair is not real. What? What? No way. And so I'm like awkwardly holding the wig and I just matter of factly <laughs> explaining to you two. Uh, so I told you guys that I was from the, the Ravenholt uh, Hills. Mm-hmm. My kin, uh, we, we didn't make it. Those cultists I was telling you about, they raided my home and left the deadly spell plague. Um, it actually did a combination of things to my people. They became weak, uh, balding, as I am. Uh, for some reason, I wasn't as affected by it. It only really affected my scalp. Uh, so uh, every day I put on, and I, I produce a vial from my pouch. I drink this to try to regrow my hair, but nothing seems to work. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's been quite an endeavor. It's, it's why I've tried to join, or am in the process of joining the Alchemist Guild. I want to get to the bottom of this and see if there's a cure. Wow, that's a good reason to want to join the Alchemist Guild. I never would have imagined. Going bald is the worst, too. Yeah. It stinks. It's, it's not as bad as you might think. So I put, I put the wig back on, but, like, not straight, because I don't have a mirror. <laughs> it's like the back is in front, so you have, like, a thing all the way down here across your forehead. <laughs> Slightly askew. Before you comb over. The reason that I was so intent on getting these samples is I have a sample uh, from the Rathgaunt Hills uh, gnomes. Okay. My plan is to compare that sample with the samples we just got, and maybe I can tell if it's a spell plague mm. or not. 
Hmm. So do you take samples from the other bodies? Well, they look similar. I, I don't think there's any need. Are these, can we tell if they've been dead longer than the other body? Give me a medicine check. Okay. I uh, think that should be Shaba, though. I have a plus two to medicine. It's not one of my trans skills. My medicine is zero, so... Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, I rolled a 14, so I got a 16. It's pretty decent. It looks like they probably died close to the same time, but you would guess that these are just a little bit older. Yeah, so I don't think they'd be as good a sample. I don't want to use up all my vials, guys. Come on. I mean, yeah, I was going to say you probably don't have unlimited space. Let's get to the bottom of this. I really want to check out these samples. All right, let's find a place to uh, bed down for the night. Okay, um, let's find a building that is near the center of town, but far away from the smell, if that's even possible. Is there? There's probably nowhere in this town that's far away from the smell. We're just going to have to deal with it. Well, as long as you're not next to one of these two buildings, the rotting smell isn't all that strong. Okay, of course, now that we've broken down a door and busted a window, we're probably letting <laughs> the smell out a little more than it was before. <laughs> yeah, that will be a problem. And the acidic smell is really only right around the well, so go a little farther away then you'll be fine. My thinking in finding a place near the center of town is that we... If we're surrounded by streets, then we're, we pretty much have open ground between us and anybody who might be uh, coming. You're saying that's a good thing or a bad thing? I'm saying it's a good thing, so we should look for some place toward the center of town. Let's do toward the center of town, but maybe off in a side street so we can keep an eye on anyone that comes through. Okay. You guys do remember that most of the buildings were locked, right? Yeah, except for two, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want to check out one of the two that are unlocked and see if they're clean? Mm-hmm. Is there one of the two unlocked buildings that's near the center of town? Mm, one of them is fairly close, yeah. Okay. We'll check that one out. Oh, yeah. Before we leave, how many graves were behind the depot, the storage depot? I thought you said three. Was it a mass grave? He said there was a row of graves. Okay. They made a row. Yeah. I don't think I gave a number before. Okay. I count them. It looks like they're probably 13. Wow. Okay. So quite a a number. But that's a big clue. Think about it, guys. Not only do we know, you know, so there's 20 plus dead from this. Mm Mm-hmm. Not to mention the fact that uh, if they didn't have to resort to a mass burial, they had enough time to dig 13 individual graves. Right. Mm. So this might have been a slow-acting disease. Mm. Okay. Okay, that's good. So we've encountered 20 dead, and we know that seven of them were old or were aged by whatever killed them. Okay, so we go to that unlocked building and uh, make an entry. I open the door. It's a small house, one story, dirt floor, couple of beds, all in one room. And does this house stink? It smells fairly normal. Okay. Well, we're for the rest of the town. Yeah. Let's shut the door, keep the stink out, and shack up in here. Is there a place to make a fire? Like a fireplace, perhaps? (laughs) (laughs) One might make fires in a fireplace. There's a fire pit in the center of the floor with a little chimney in the roof. Nice. So we're talking one story here? Yes. Nice. As far as keeping watch tonight, I'd say probably the best since this is just, it's like a one room house, correct, Thane? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe like some loft beds or something, or just beds shoved over in, into the corners? Yeah, there's say, a bunk bed in the corner. And there's no rear entrance or anything, right? No. How many windows? There's the door, and then windows on the left and right, none in the back. Okay. Then maybe we keep the door open 
and have the person who's on watch uh, sitting at the door, either out, either just outside or just inside, so we have a clear view to the street. Yeah, let's have them sitting just outside with the door, like, cracked. That way they can poke their head in if they need to. Mm, I like more than cracked because, you know, ninjas. Mm. Yeah, ninjas are always a, a, a Be- question. Because then you have the situation where the person outside just gets their throat slit and dragged away <laughs> and nobody else knows what, what happened. So at least if the door's open, then like you have that. You know, I, I just don't want somebody to get carried off in, in the middle of the night without the rest of us knowing. I mean, I think we're relatively safe. Like, I feel like people would come close to this town and smell it and say, that's bad news. We're the only ones crazy enough to go in there, check it but out. But the smell of dead also brings all kinds of carrion creatures. Mm. And True. from having lived in these hills or these mountains most of my life, I know that's nothing to play around with. For starters, why don't we lock the door? Okay, we could do that as well. We just all stand inside and lock the door, but then whatever rolls up on us just is just here before we know it. Yeah, I'm fine either way. I'm going to let Shaba handle the watch. I, I got too much on my mind. I'm already trying <laughs> to think and deduce exactly what's been going on okay. with these samples. Well, since you've deferred to me, I will now defer to Aslo. Since <laughs> A, he is our leader and contract holder, and B, he has the first watch, so it's really his decision. I will sit <clears throat> just inside the door with the door open and play some light music on my lute to help you guys go to sleep and then I'll just sort of like keep an eye out and look out the door every once in a while. And we do have a fire going, correct? We have wood for a fire yeah. and we keep it going. Okay. So we pass the night uh there. Uneventfully. Like so. Next morning. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we pass the night in that in that setup. It's already pretty late by the time you get everything figured out. So, Aslo, give me a perception check for your watch. Hmm, yes, gladly. That would be a, ooh, a minus one to perception. Uh, 16. (laughs) So you're up standing on a chair looking out the window, and you see in the center of town a couple of large black shapes moving, just barely visible in the moonlight, kind of moving between two buildings. How large are we talking? Larger than human-sized? No, probably four feet tall, but six feet long or so. Oh, so not humanoid-looking shapes. No. Okay, four feet tall, six feet long. So we're talking like... Uh, but it's kind of hard to get an exact size, because you just barely see them in the moonlight. Ask how many legs they have. <laughs> yeah, can I tell anything else from my 16? Well, they're moving like quadrupeds. Okay. Uh, I just sort of keep an eye on them to see what they're doing. You're not going to tell us? Well, I just want to observe for a minute. Okay. (laughs) It's kind of hard to get an accurate count of how many there are, because you're only seeing them for a moment as they move from behind a building to behind another building. Oh, so like darting back and forth? Uh, Not necessarily all that quickly, but since you're off away from the center of town just a little bit, you're kind of looking down the alleyway. Okay. So you only get, you know, a few feet of them walking past and then walking back. It looks like there's at least two of them. And are they moving uh, toward us at all? Not at the moment. They're just kind of going back and forth. Sometimes faster, sometimes slower. What rules are you using for sleeping in armor thing? Oh, um, no sleeping in non-light armor. Non-light, okay. okay. So if it's medium or above, we have to take it off before we go to sleep, which means putting it back on, which takes several minutes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, so I'm not armored, for example. Right. Just wanted everybody in the party to be aware of that for nighttime encounters. So at this point I would think, well, this might be something that Shaba could hunt to give us food for a couple of days. So I'll go over and wake him. I guess I'll go ahead and wake Tokus too. 
There's some uh, there's some creatures moving about. They look like, uh, I mean, I didn't really get a good look at them, but they could be uh, pretty tasty. I don't know. Plot twist. I'm not sleeping. <laughs> I was fixing up my little uh, fire tool, gizmo. You catch me, like, under the covers, like, with my engineering tools. And I, like, look at you like a child that's been caught by their parents. <laughs> like, now, Tokus, we've talked about this. <laughs> this is your allotted sleeping time. <laughs> but but it will only take a moment. Just needs a few tweaks. Lights out at 11, Tokus. You know the rule. <laughs> All right. So you told me that it's there's some scary stuff walking about outside, right? There's some kind of creatures. They look like they might be game of some kind. I will start the minute, several minute long process of rearmoring. I'm wondering if it's worth stalking out to maybe the next street over to see if I can get a closer look at them. I would stay within line of sight to you. Yeah, I think it takes like 10 minutes to put on heavy armor. Yeah, well, you guys gotta protect me for 10 minutes then. Yikes. Or you might want to wait until he's armored before you go out. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I'll wait. If you're gonna start putting your armor on, I'll, I'll wait a little bit. Yeah, you do that. Shaba, you look out the window and see what you can see, and uh, let us know what you think. It's 10 minutes or half that if you have help, so if two of you are working on it, then you can do it in five. Oh, uh, okay. If I have, like, a, a squire to, like, hold yeah. the, the chest plate for me to, like, stick mm-hmm. my arms in. Right. It's funny, I, I helped a, a friend of mine put on a suit of leather armor before, and even that took, like, several minutes just to, like, all the straps and buckles that you have to do, <laughs> probably with my help, and it was only leather armor, and it took us, like, probably five or eight minutes. Hmm. Yeah, I imagine. Fifth edition rules are super loud on armor times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not meant for realism. You go back to second edition, it was like D6 plus 10 minutes for plate mail or something. What? <laughs> 1D6 times 10 plus 10 or something like that. Wow. It was like an hour to put on your plate mail. <laughs> if I had to choose my assistant, um, I think I would pick Shaba here. Because I feel like you could just like with one hand like hold my little chest plate yeah. in front of me for me to hop into. It would definitely be easier for me uh, to help, but let me at least get a look. I'm going to make a quick perception check, and then I'll come back and give you a hand. Uh, I rolled a one. Hmm. You don't see anything moving out there. (laughs) I don't see anything at all. (laughs) All right, I'm ready. I mean, I'm ready. (laughs) So I'll leave Stripey at the door and stalk across the street to the nearest corner uh, sneakily and try to get a closer look. I feel like we should have stayed inside the house. (laughs) Essentially, the only reason I'm going out there is because Aslo indicated to me that they may be game animals or something that I could hunt. If I feel, if I get close enough and I feel like they are a threat, then I'll probably just back down. I mean, here's the thing, like, these bodies have been dead a long time. Like, what, what are we facing that's going to want to eat? dead bodies. You know, they're going to be scavengers, vultures. I mean, it's a short list, right? Yeah. It's not like they're mountain lions. They wouldn't be looking for this kind of food. No, but you, but you never know. And plus, Aslo probably doesn't know enough about animals to, to say. Well, okay, here's the better question. Are we sneaky enough to inspect what these are and then realize, oh no, we shouldn't fight these, come back into the house? I, I don't know. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> I rolled a 15 on my stealth check. And a 19 on my perception. Okay. When you arrive at the next corner, you have a fairly clear view of the town center with the well. And in that space, you see what looks like two large dog-like creatures prowling around. Hmm. They're sniffing at various things. It looks like at the moment, one of them is lapping up some of the, the muck at the well. You notice, however, that these dogs both have 
two heads. Ooh. Oh, my. dun dun dun! <laughs> I have never seen a two-headed dog before. I back slowly and quietly across the street <laughs> and push Stripey gently inside and shut the door and lock it quietly. Right? <laughs> yes. I quietly bring the door to a close and lock it. Hey, what did you see? Uh, there are two-headed dogs out there, and they are lapping up the contaminated water. Ew, gross. So, mm. yes, so I don't want to go anywhere near them. This is not bode well for us. Nope, not so much. Well, uh, all right, I guess in that case we just, uh, we just hang out inside. Dog meat probably wouldn't be good eating, right, I'm guessing? Not two-headed dog meat. Okay. Regular dog meat you can actually get by on. Mm. In times of hardship, you can eat it. I like to season it with a generous portion of spices, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not the best. Good to know. I mean, I would take my dog plain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, true. you wouldn't like it. You Even if your favorite flavor is plain, you would not like dog meat. It's not very good. So let's leave well enough alone and try to get some sleep. So now that you've got all suited up in your armor and everything, you're just going to take it all back off. <laughs> you take it take off. Take it all back. <laughs> yep. Do you guys think we should douse the fire? Mm. Um, I feel like they'd notice that there's a fire and there's smoke coming out of the chimney. Are, are dogs smart enough to know what that means? These are two-headed dogs, Aslo. Mm. you got twice the brains. <laughs> twice the brains. Exactly. <laughs> My vote is that we douse the fire. We haven't cooked anything over the fire, have we? They're probably just scrounging for something to eat, so they may not necessarily just be drawn to a random burning wood fire unless there were, like, the smell of cooking meat. Yeah, if anything, I would think the smell would the smoke smell would cover our smell from them. Plus, we don't really have any non-contaminated water to douse a whole fire with <laughs> that we don't need to drink. I don't know, I'd say because your shift is coming up next, Tokus, and you're going to need light to do your experimentation, and that's kind of an important thing that we need to do right now. Okay, well. While you are still on watch, Aslo, you still occasionally see the dogs out the window. At one point, the two dogs do work their way down your alleyway. I totally do the thing from Jurassic Park where I'm like pressed up against the thing and they like walk by behind me. (sighs) Yeah, like velociraptors. So you're hiding up against the wall. The other two of you are under blankets or something. Yep, I'm fast asleep. Are you you in bed actually since there's bunk beds there? No, it's too, the bunk beds are too small for me. (laughs) I'm sleeping on the floor. I'm in bed. I've grabbed all the sheets and blankets off of the top bunk and put them on the floor. Okay. Because the top bunk, too small for me, too high for the little people, so we bring it down. (laughs) Alright. You do hear a little bit of growling at the window as you're hiding, followed by some scratching at the front door. (sighs) I, like, slowly pull out my rapier. (laughs) I imagine Stripey would wake up at that and start growling, which would then wake me up. I will throw my hand over his muzzle and and hold him against me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, both of you give me one more stealth check. Even if the only thing I'm doing is cowering in fear? Yeah, can we have advantage on that since we're just literally just (laughs) trying not to move a muscle? Sure, you had time to prepare, so... Okay, I got a 16. Oh, a 19 and a 1. Woo. Oh, boy. Oh, good gracious. Baby. So be... A 23. You hold still and still your badger. And after about a minute or so, the scratching stops and 
you can hear them, their padded feet moving farther down the alleyway. <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> At some point, you're going to have to fight something. <laughs> I fight things that can't fight back because they got my arrow in their chest. <laughs> <laughs> trying to survive here, man. Trying to make it through the night alive. Exactly. I ain't trying to die. <laughs> I don't know what you guys came here for, but I'm trying to survive this adventure. Okay, so then, yes, you do make it through to the next watch, and you lose sight of the dogs shortly after they pass by you. Okay, that was close. That was real close. So, at the change of watch, uh, Tokus, you start your experimentation. Aslo. Yes? How many times can you cheerlead? I believe that would be a number of times equal to my charisma modifier, which would be five times before a long rest. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to tell you, obviously, what to do with your ability, but I feel like we really want this to succeed. So you wake him up, pat him on the back, and say, do a good job, and that inspires him. Yeah, I'll say, you have great teeth, and then I'll give you a bardic inspiration die. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Aslo. Don't you feel inspired? Oh, yeah, I'm going to experiment the crap out of these. <laughs> All right, cool. Keep in mind, you only have ten minutes to use it, so use it wisely. I mean, I've got to be brimming with excitement at this point, because, like, I wanted to do it when we got home, but, like, you guys were like, no, <laughs> like, sleep. you got to get some sleep. <laughs> Give me um, two intelligence checks with your proficiency for your tools. Did Aslo pat me on the back and tell me that my teeth look nice? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's canon. So do I get a D6 as well? Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing I can only use his inspiration for one of the vials? Yes, to the first check. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, I just got a natural 20 on the first one. There you go. You know everything there is to know about that sample, down to a molecular level. Okay, the other one did not go as well, and I wish I would have used the <laughs> dice for the second one. Second one, I got 5 plus 3. So you got a 25 and an 8. Yep. <laughs> The second sample explodes in your face. <laughs> oh, I'm blinded! <laughs> oh, I should also say, for future bardic inspiration, um, I just read the creature can choose to... Can, you can roll the d20 first and then decide whether you want to use the bardic inspiration die or not. Really? Yeah. Well, I wish I'd known that. <laughs> That's nice. All right. We will... Uh, yep. Party communication. We will make sure that we know that for next time. The second one was for much later on in the night, so... You wouldn't still have your inspiration at that point? Yeah, wouldn't have lasted. Oh, okay. Also, you got proficiency on that because of your alchemist tools. So that's a plus two on each. Ooh, uh, so... Uh. Okay, so 20... 27 and 10. Oh. Okay. Cool. Tell us what you know. I'm, like, interrogating the, the samples. <laughs> like, I talk to my tools, so why wouldn't I talk to, you know, flasks? <laughs> what you do find out is that the sample of coagulated blood that you have is also showing traces of that same black substance that you gathered up by the well. Hmm. And that was in the water? Yes, that was also in the water. Hmm. It looks hmm. as though the blood hmm. has been sort of tainted and beyond what it is supposed to be. This blood's not normal. Yeah, it's not normal anymore. It's different from what you would expect from just old blood. Like something's been added to it or its chemical composition has changed? Yeah, more like the chemical composition has changed. It's behaving differently. Okay, so the ichor is not blood, but the blood has the ichor in it. Yeah. I think an important detail to this experiment has been excluded. I want to just point out that I did use a small sampling of the spell plague blood that I got from back home. Mm. I did a cross-compare analysis 
Okay. Are there similarities? Your sample quality of the first one is no longer the best because it's not exactly all that fresh, but it looks like they're both similarly modified. So, yes, you do find some similarities between the two blood samples. I knew it! (laughs) I knew it! I'm I'm exclaiming this to... uh... To to your tools? Yes. In the middle of the night, while we're both sleeping, Mm -hmm. is when you're exclaiming that. (laughs) So I I wake them both up. (laughs) I've done it! You also noted, uh, with the more recent sample, that the blood seemed to be moving on its own a little bit. Ooh. When you'd put it down and let it sit for a little while, it would sometimes just kind of shake what? Oh. oh, gross. Like if you put like a thing of jello on the table, it kind of jiggles. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a little jiggle there. Guys, look what it does. Check this out. This is the blood that he took from the dead people? Yes. In this town? The fresh sample. Oh, gross. Man. Hmm, a bit of necrogen. Evil magics, perhaps. Perhaps. 